1: Most of the time. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Butting Heads from ramstock Radio. I'm Steve Barrow. As always, I'm here with Johnny Gomez. Johnny, at, at this time tomorrow, or whenever people are listening, The Rams jerseys might be out because Jared Goff, and this is a real 2020 headline, may have spoiled the release date of the jerseys on a Fortnite live stream when an Astros player. (laughs) You know, it's not exactly how
3: I thought it would leak out, but I was wondering when it would.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, a... like somebody pointed this out with like somebody was asking if uh the schedule the um the, the like if the nfl scheduling is like the release is always a big deal and like it is but like this year like they had a release they they sent out a press release to announce like the release date of the schedule. So, like, they were planning an announcement to announce when they're going to announce the release date. Like, th- like, they revealed it on TV. And this feels like one of those things where, like, everyone is so bored and we have nothing else to, to cover.
3: Well, it truly really is. I mean, and they're talking about uh, about, I think, three more months of quarantine for Los Angeles. So yeah i think uh just about any any news related anything in, in the world of sports is very much valued at this point
1: <laughs> literally we it, it's like we'll take any single content we could get pretty much i uh, <laughs> i don't know man it's crazy but yeah we might i don't know we <laughs> we might be we might be getting the jerseys soon but uh Hey, we got we got some news to talk about, even though it's been talked about on other Rams podcasts, including our other show on the network. But the Rams schedule has been released. If they if they end up playing it, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the whole schedule. And uh, it's it's May, so I I think it's enough to cover today. Uh, But before we forget, if you haven't given us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, please. Give us one if you can. If you want to have a chance to win a free Rams jersey, leave a five-star review, take a screenshot, and send it to any of us on Twitter, Rams Talk, or sorry, Talk Rams. Good email at Rams Talk Ninety Forty Five Email it. Let us know your name so we can know who's entering. And when we hit two hundred reviews, we will give away a Rams customized jersey. Any player, any number, any name you want on that, and I guess any any type of Rams jersey, but. Here we are. The Rams. They they've released their schedule. Uh, I don't. I, I don't think I need to like go through every game right now. We will go through the games as, as we go on. But Johnny, any any initial like big thoughts, things that really stuck out to you about the schedule?
3: Well, one of the things that initially stuck out to me was the amount of travel. Not so much. I mean, because you're always going to travel, but I, I believe the Rams were one of the if I think the second most, if I'm not mistaken, uh, most travel team for the 2020 season. So that's interesting because that indicates that the Rams are going to be facing a lot of East Coast teams. And really, they are uh, a lot of these teams we don't see very often. So it's, it's going to be interesting, you know, um, going to be interesting seeing, you know, some of the teams like the Miami Dolphins who seem to be. Like a rebolstered team, so uh, you know things like that make it a little more interesting.
1: Yeah, it's it's obviously a lot a lot of travel. Even even though we get the Jets, Giants, and Patriots at home, we still got to go to Washington. We still got to go to Philly. We still got to go to Buffalo. Got to go to Miami. Got to go to Tampa Bay. Uh, that's a lot. A lot of time spent on the East Coast, man. Uh, a lot of traveling. It's not not the best draw we could have hoped for, but it's not bad. Uh, and I think there's a lot to like in the schedule. Our bye week comes in Week Nine, smack dab in the middle of the season. I was I was really happy about that. Uh, we play, we, I, I you know I don't considering the draw like outside of the teams we play in our division we got a third place schedule which is great although uh because of that we wind up playing tampa bay which would have been better uh (laughs) at the end of last season and we also wind up playing the bears which is which is fine uh and then we get the nfc east and the afc east and i I know i know we've known the schedule for a while but those feel like the two best divisions you could ask for in each conference.
3: Yeah, for sure. I I think um, (laughs) it's interesting because there are a lot of teams out there that um, that you kind of know is going to be a a challenge to face. And then uh, there are the complete unknowns. Like, uh, like I mentioned, you know, before with the Dolphins, Uh, The Bills are another team that that are a complete unknown. And even the the Patriots themselves, uh, it's interesting. It's going to be an interesting year because I I don't think uh, there's a lot of teams other than like the NFC West where the Rams are going to face them and truly know what they're going to get themselves into.
1: And like you look at the last five weeks of the season – it's Arizona New England New York Seattle Arizona that like that could either end up being a gauntlet or it could end up being a cakewalk like Arizona could go either way New England could go either way the jets are are probably going in the wrong direction but they could you know be okay uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't put my my eggs in that basket but then Seattle's obviously Even if they're bad, it's at Seattle, so it's a tough out either way. But it's, you know, it's it's fun to talk about these schedules, and I'm going to enjoy talking about it and talk about everyone we're playing. But you also got to keep in mind that, like, in 2017, if you got your schedule on this, you saw the Rams on it, you were feeling pretty good about it, and then we ended up going 11 and five that year. So you know, the NFL, I'd say teams turn around more like out of nowhere. Than in other sports, because really, like in, in like the NBA or the MLB or hockey, you have to win a shitload of games to turn around. And in the NFL, you got to win like ten games, and I like it's it's a lot. But it's easier for flukes to happen in a sixteen-game season than in a one hundred and sixty-two-game season. So teams, oh. yeah, teams really turn around quickly. It it kind you like. When like when, when the Rams turned around and you look at you look at everything and in hindsight it's like well a lot of the seeds were there you bring in a new coach uh, the culture changes he he's he's taking league by storm in hindsight you could be like yeah it makes sense that this all worked out but before that season like only people like maybe you with the biggest homer goggles ever would have expected us <laughs> to go eleven and five.
3: Uh, you know the funny thing is. I was a very big realist until that season, until I started seeing, um, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel there for a while there under like the Jeff Fisher era, I really didn't see a lot of winning season just because I didn't believe in Fisher ball. But from what I saw with, with Sean McVay right away, I could tell that they were going in the right direction and evidence has it with the, you know, couple winning season under his belt already. So, um, last year was a bit of a step back and that's unfortunate, but it was kind of something we saw coming to an extent. Um, in, in my case, I was not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of sipped on the Kool-Aid for a bit, but, um, It is something that that was kind of foreseeable with some of the departing players. Um, And then it's even more so this season. But there's uh, a lot of interesting things that did happen this offseason that it's kind of hard to say, even with the Rams, what what kind of team they're going to have, because this is not the same team. That the Rams, you know, were well in their Super Bowl run for sure. And this isn't even the same team last year. So I don't even think really the Rams know who they
1: are just yet. Yeah, and I I I've kind of been wanting to say this take for a while, and I think you kind of set me up for it. Like it's it's unpredictable and things change rapidly. And one thing I've seen like on, on Reddit and on Twitter from Rams fans is like if a writer or anyone says the Rams are going to go seven and nine, like people act like they just made the most outlandish statement like they have ever heard in their life. Like They, get, they feel personally attacked by it. Not everybody. So if you're not one of these people, don't, no offense. Uh, if you are one of these people, no offense too, but like, it's not unrealistic that the Rams will go seven and nine next year. That is absolutely a possibility. Do I think it'll happen? No, probably not. I think we're going to bounce back. I would guess, I mean, I, I would hope at least 10-6, and six, maybe a little better. But we we lost a lot of starters. We didn't upgrade at any of those positions where we lost starters. Uh, could, like, the rookies we brought in, like, could Van Jefferson and Cam Akers be upgrades over Todd Gurley and Brandon Cooks? Sure, but on paper, they're not. We we didn't replace Corey Littleton, which we have talked about at length. Uh, we didn't get better at the deep, the defensive line. I don't think got better. I uh, it it could because we brought in Aishon Robinson there, who's kind of replacing Sebastian Joseph Day, who's still on the team. So, but also, I think we'd all agree Leonard Floyd is a downgrade over Dante Fowler. And it, like as much as I I maligned Eric Weddle. Uh, you lose a veteran and you don't replace him with a veteran. I, I think we will be better at safety, but there's you could make a case that there's concern there. We lose Nick Oliveri Coleman. We're going to replace him with an unproven rookie uh, or an unproven second year player. There's a lot of positives. The line could improve. The running game could improve as a result or because Todd Gurley was truly washed and Cam Akers is better. But don't don't feel like people are out to Tear down the Rams because they predicted them to win seven games. It's really a thing that could happen. Uh, I if the if the money line was eight wins, I'd bet the over. But it's not unrealistic that we go under.
3: Absolutely, I think that's that's certainly um, reasonable to say something like that. And then on top of that, too, I I think it, it can be. The flip side as well I think it wouldn't be too much of a stretch to go uh, more towards your kind of prediction of a 10 and 6 season I think that's extremely doable you know it's um, this is still a very talented team has still a lot of very talented players on it so I I don't think it's out of the question for the Rams to have a winning season um, but uh, to go back to your point could they have a you know losing season? You know below five hundred. Absolutely, I, I think that's certainly a possibility. Wouldn't I? Would hope that doesn't happen. But hey, you know the you can't win them all, and you know uh, just that's just Fisher. You can't win them all. But overall, I, I I don't think we should take anything personal at this point because really nobody knows what this team is going to be about. Uh, it, 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 it's all just gonna, I, I think it all makes more sense after I'll say maybe week two or three, kind of like how it did, uh, last season, although week one was kind of a good indicator as well.
1: <laughs> well, last season we started out three and oh and we were all like, like this, this feels like it's, it, it's a train that might derail quickly and, and it derailed fairly quickly. Although look, we also went nine and seven, so it wasn't like. Like we really crashed and burned. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I usually have apt analogies here, uh, but I <laughs> maybe I don't have one. I don't know. Um, and looking at the schedule, I think my personal early prediction would be eleven and five. I think that feels right. It's it's not the hardest schedule, but it's, it's not the easiest. And uh, yeah, I I think that I there's a lot to like, but. It's definitely possible it doesn't work out, and we don't win as many games as we hope, and we have to look ourselves in the mirror at the end of the year. But there's still a lot of talent here, a lot of a lot of youth, and a lot of learning, and I think the Sean McVay will be doing a lot of homework this offseason to kind of figure out what went wrong last year, and I'm hopeful. The Rams have five primetime games tied for the most in the NFL, which is great. We've had years, Johnny, where I don't think we had any primetime games. Maybe one, maybe we'd sneak in a Thursday night game. But five, five is phenomenal. And this worked out as good as possible for me because the Giants game isn't primetime. And I can't imagine the Jets game is going to be primetime. So I got a nice seven guaranteed televised games uh, for me. There's also, <laughs> and for all us New Yorkers out there. Uh, Jets and Giants day games you'll get to watch them and there's also like you you look at the schedule uh as far as game of the week potential goes week 10 at Seattle that's a 125 kick uh that might be it uh the Seattle the the Seattle games the San Francisco game uh the second game the first game' prime time a couple games late in the year that have a potential to get either flexed into primetime or flexed into that, uh, four o'clock game of the week that for, I, I guess, I guess at the four o'clock, you probably get the Rams most of the time, right? The one yeah, o'clock, the much. one o'clock for Pacific.
3: Yeah. Like, uh, for us, you know, being, well, for me being in, uh, Los Angeles, well, near Los Angeles anyway, um, we in fact I don't think there was a single game last season that wasn't on regular TV for us so I'm pretty excited about that and I think um even now I'll say i, I think um I think the rams will still in, unless they completely tank and bomb them like t- I'm like talking like start 0 and eight i I think that they'll still be. You know the the televised team. Uh, God, I hope it doesn't start off 0 and
1: 8. Yeah. Well, you guys and and Cali will be good, but yeah. Um, I I I cannot imagine a world where we start out 0 8. That would mean we'd have to lose to so the Giants, Redskins, and Dolphins. Uh, <laughs> not. Could one of those teams upset us? Yes. Could all three of them upset us? Shit, maybe. Could all three of those teams upset us in addition to losing the other five games of the schedule? Uh, There'd have to be some very, very drastic things that would happen. But um, travel-wise, you're looking at an early East Coast trip, back-to-back weeks to play in Philly and then in Buffalo. Then we're home for the Giants. Then week five we're at Washington, uh, and then traveling back to San Francisco. Then week eight at Miami. So and then week eleven at Tampa. So it's a lot of traveling for road games. But uh, after after week eight against Miami, you're really the only extensive traveling you're gonna have to do is week eleven in Tampa. Uh, your away games during the last. My math is is haywire. Last six weeks are Seattle and Arizona. Is is Arizona in the same time zone as you guys? Yes. So yeah. So nah no time changes after that Tampa game, which is which is nice. And that Tampa game is a uh, it's a Monday night game. So uh, you're you're, you're uh, if you're if you're playing on West Coast time, you're not going to be as thrown off by that. I would say. Uh, It's a lot better than playing at 7 a.m. or 10 10 a.m. Pacific time, I would imagine. Um, Yeah, I I think that that kind of I'm glad we're getting that stuff out of the way early. And especially considering. um, I. The season might start out without fans and then maybe there will be fans later in the season. It might be nice to get those trips out of the way, although as a fan on the East Coast, you know, I'd kind of like to go to some of those games. So I had a bittersweet, but for the team, I feel like that works out a little better.
3: It's for surely going to be interesting because, you know, obviously there's still a ways away. So things could change hopefully for the better. Um, But all things considered, if we go into the season at this moment, obviously it would be without fans. So I, it would be hard to imagine this big, big, beautiful stadium that the Rams have, SoFi Stadium, being empty. You know, uh, especially on the season opener against the Cowboys, like that. It, it would almost be sad to see that, but obviously, for the safety of everybody, it's best that it is that way. Uh, but I. <laughs> it almost makes me want them to play at the Coliseum just so that the stadium can be introduced properly. Uh, I don't think they can do that because technically you have to have some sort of contract, but I don't know. Would that be, would, would that be something that the Rams should look into or, uh, or do you think, uh, they should just continue to play at SoFi Stadium even without fans.
1: It would be, like, comical to play at these stadiums empty, but I feel like they would just because, A, like, this, the turf is probably going to be amazing. Uh, you, could, you could heat the stadium as well as you'd like. I So even if there's not fans and it would look a little silly, I think they will play at these stadiums because – like where, where else are they going to play practice facilities like i guess that would probably be the solution uh and i i think in other sports like nba i could see them playing in practice facilities because it's still indoors and you have most teams have really nice practice facilities nfl i don't know i think they like the fields they're used to the fields they're they're now that the the Oakland is out of the picture. They're probably the 32 nicest football fields in America uh, you would anticipate. And I would guess like like a high school stadium or like even even your own practice facility. Those those fields probably aren't as nice to play an actual game. So I, I don't think that they wouldn't play in these locations if there were no fans. It,
3: <laughs> that, that's also an interesting thing too because – I'm sure Jerry Jones did his absolute best to make sure that that the Cowboys opened up uh, at SoFi Stadium. So, I I'm wondering like like how to how that's gonna. I don't know if I've ever seen a football game played without fans. Uh, I've seen you know we've seen baseball games done that way. And I, I mean, we've seen a few basketball games, but yeah, I, I, to my recollection, I don't recall ever seeing a football game without fans.
1: Not, and not from the NFL. Uh, And I mean, baseball and basketball, it's more, there's just like really sad turnouts and like a day game for the Marlins in July will get 800 fans or some shit, but even that's better than zero. Uh, yeah, I. It's gonna be so. There's so many variables, and maybe, like, maybe just so it's not super sad, they let in like. I don't. Know what, I don't even know like what number would be feasible because it's all. It's all. It's all insane. Like there's there's no number that you could be like. Well, they're gonna let in like two thousand fans. Like I know it's a big place, but two thousand people. Like given. What we're combating here is a shitload of people uh, to be putting in the same place, even if it's massive and like that. I don't know. It's I I don't know. I, it's it's so weird, and we and we really have no idea. But it, it, the NFL, I I believe, is going to do everything in their power to at least play with or without fans, and I you know we'd all rather prefer that.
3: Oh, absolutely. Uh, There's just too much money to lose there. um, If there is no product on the field, Uh, it might sound a little strange because, you know, obviously they're going to lose some of the money uh, without the fans there. But if you have no season, then you lose all your money. So there's that.
1: Yeah, it's, I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be crazy. Um, I mean if we didn't go any any game any games you're targeting, probably are you gonna try to go opening night?
3: Uh I'd absolutely love to go opening night, but I don't think it's gonna happen and I don't think I can get a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's gonna be an insane ticket to have and
1: uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Have you talked to anyone? I don't know if we talked about this. Like, anyone you know or anyone, like, have you talked to them about, like, the, this, what's it fucking called? Like, the, the SSL license? Yes. So, from what
3: I understand, um, there is, there is a license involved that, um, obviously skyrockets the price. I, for, for, that reason alone, that's one of the reasons why I don't have season tickets. Um, I don't think that's going to apply to all of them, but I am not sure. I haven't looked into it. Uh, I wish I could afford that, but personally, I cannot afford that right now.
1: It's. And, uh, like, if you can afford it, buy the tickets by all means, but it is such a stupid fucking thing that, like, stadium seat licenses ex- exist. Like you're, you're paying money. I can't find the exact amount of money, but I'm pretty sure it's a shitload amount of money for it the is. right for the right to purchase the right to buy season tickets. Like it's so stupid, and and like I I've, I've been flipping through uh the the SoFi Stadium like SSL FAQ page, like they say. Like following 2068, you you get your you own the stadium seat license through 2068, and at that point, it is this is what it says. Following 2068, it is the intent that the owner of the deposit at the time will receive a dollar for dollar return on all deposit monies paid. So, like the the amount of money you paid in 2020, first of all. Most of us, like a lot of us, probably won't be alive in 2068. Uh, You might, if you keep the ticks in the family, somebody you know gets it. But like the amount of inflation on, think about how much money has inflated in the last 48 years. I think I did that right. Like if if you if you played an SSL 40 years ago, so like 1971. Like if you played the equivalent of that, and there was like. Okay, in 2020, you're going to get back dollar for dollar your amount. You're going to get mailed a check for like $15. And you're going to be so stoked. They're going to be like, why am I getting this $15 that my great uncle used to buy Rams tickets in, in 1970? Like, it's it's just such a dumb thing. And I don't get why it's allowed for teams to do it.
3: Uh, you know, that's something I've always wondered myself. And it... <sighs> It's it's disappointing that that it is the way it is, but
0: <laughs>
3: but it's, hey, you know what? That fifteen dollars can come clutch, man.
1: And this this is not uh, I'm not taking shots at just the Rams here. This is shots at I'm pretty sure every sports franchise that sells season tickets basically does this. It's just it's just such a fucking silly thing, and there there's no rationale to it. It it should not exists like at all and i hate i hate that it's a it's a thing
3: such a downer
1: (laughs) uh i'd like it's hard to like preview games that a we're gonna preview again probably we do we did the season predictions the last two years we'll do them again but like Monday night football against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Week 11. That's fun. Uh, Thursday night football, we get New England. Not not bad for a Thursday night game. It, there's uh there's gonna be a lot a lot of a lot of fun games in the schedule uh, that I'm looking forward to. Uh, Buffalo, Is I think, there a will be fun.
3: Game in particular that you're looking forward to, though. Is there a what? Is there a game in particular you're looking forward to, though?
1: I think that Bucks game, we kind we've we've like sneaky had a lot of fun games against Tampa Bay over the past few years. Like that's definitely true. Yeah, like last year's was fucking nuts. Like that was the craziest game of the year easily. Um, what was this, what was it called? Like fifty five to forty one. Uh, the t- the time before that, I actually went to the game in Tampa. We. We're about to blow the game and a hurricane delayed or not a hurricane, but just like a very massive thunderstorm delayed the game for an hour. If we were able to come back and win the game, Uh, the time before that, I know it was a Thursday night football game and correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it was a, a big Tavon Austin game and we wore those yellow, the yellow color rush jerseys for the first time.
3: That's right, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, Tavon went off that game. <laughs> pretty much the only time he did.
1: I know, yeah. It's like one of like two Tampa and Austin games. Uh yeah, they're they're always we've had a lot of history with them. I wouldn't call them a rival, but we've we've had fun games and this this should definitely be no different if you no, know, if the world's a little less crazy, I might I might try and get my ass down to Tampa for that game. Uh so I think that that'd be the game I'm most excited for. And then, uh, you know, obviously, week one, obviously, that's that's a big game. Week three at Buffalo, too. Uh, you know, fuck it, man. That'll be a fun, a fun and interesting game to watch. I, I love seeing us play the teams we don't play that often.
3: I'm actually surprised you didn't say against Philly.
1: Yeah, Philly will be interesting, too. Philly will definitely be interesting. I-
3: I'm I'm actually looking forward, maybe not the most, but I'm looking forward to that game, just because even though both Carson Wentz and Jared Goff aren't really considered the top quarterbacks in the league anymore, there'll always be kind of a certain rivalry there because they were the top two quarterbacks selected in uh, the 2016 NFL Draft. So, yeah, I, I I'm I'm looking forward to that. And for some strange reason, the Eagles always seem to play the Rams, uh, at least recently anyway, really well. Um, even, you know, in Los Angeles, they play them extremely harsh. So um, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that game. Uh, Got to look forward to a lot of these other ones that you mentioned. And, of course, the NFC West rivalry games are always fun. I, I'm looking forward to seeing – how the Rams match up against the 49ers because really last year they were in both games. It wasn't as though the 49ers, uh, you know, completely dominated them there. The first game they, they kind of did in a way, but the Rams weren't completely out of it for most of the game. Uh, the second game was winnable. Just there was far too many mistakes. um, So I'm kind of interested in that, and of course the Seahawks. Anytime the Rams play the Seahawks, that's that's a game to watch.
1: Yeah, and that's why it's
3: a prime time.
1: uh, Yeah, I mean, I mean, if if things go as we think they're going to go this this year, Week 16 at Seattle is going to be a huge fucking game. Could potentially be for uh, fighting like could be for a playoff spot. Uh, It's it's going to be a tough division, especially if Arizona. Uh, become something which they could I mean we'll see a a lot of variables there but they have they certainly have the potential Uh, and yeah both both games against San Francisco were winnable last year which is nuts I mean dude I'm pretty sure we only lost that first game by 13 points it felt like we lost by 57 but we if we got one thing to go our way and it's not like we got bad luck like we were the reason things didn't go our way one thing on offense goes our way and we might win that game. It wasn't out of reach, even though it was probably my least favorite game of last season.
3: Let's put it this way. I feel like if a certain offensive lineman wasn't playing, oh.
1: uh, Jotty. He win this game. Leave him alone.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I had to. <laughs> it was just it was right there. I had to, man. <laughs> Uh, uh, At least I said a certain offensive lineman.
1: <laughs> uh I least exciting game, Giants Week Four. But I hope we slaughter them. Uh, we slaughtered them the last time we played it. That was delightful. So I I love beating the Giants. I hope we don't lose them. That'd be really unfortunate if we did. It it yeah. Uh, the
3: Giants and the Redskins for sure.
1: Yeah, that Redskins game is gonna be a slog. <laughs> <laughs> Riverboat Ron, you don't think he's gonna, you don't think he's gonna turn him around?
3: Oh God. Uh, you know what? I, I I like Ron. I do. Um, but hey, I I don't have a lot of faith in the. Not not even so much the Redskin players. I don't have faith in the Redskin organization. They just seem to be determined to ruin the it's kinda of like the Bengals. They seem determined to ruin
1: that franchise. Um <laughs> Dude, they've been ruining that franchise for the last twenty years. Oh, it's- there you have it. <laughs> It's unbelievable. They played Jordan Reed in a preseason game last season. I cannot emphasize this enough that that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen an NFL team do in the last five years. That includes throwing the ball on the one-yard line in a Super Bowl, not running the ball when you're the Falcons wow. up 28-3. to 3. How do you have Jordan Reed, the most fragile player in the NFL, and you got him out there in the fucking preseason? I I do not get it. It was absolutely mind-blowing to me. I cannot believe they did that, and he got a concussion. Obviously, what else is going to happen? I mean, like, it's just so crazy. I cannot believe they played him in a preseason game. Jay Gruden should have lost his job for it, and he ended up losing his job a couple weeks later. So just says all you need to know about that trash organization.
3: (laughs) Don't hold back, Steve. Don't hold back.
1: La- I guess last uh, schedule topic. I guess game on here that seems like you chalk it up as a win like for sure, but might might be might be harder than you think.
3: Uh, definitely the Dolphins. I'll agreed. say agreed. Agreed. Yeah, the Dolphins. I feel like are is it's gonna be a team to watch out for. They have a lot of talent on that team. A lot of young yeah. talent on that team. And I I feel like a lot of the additions, both in free agency and the NFL draft, um, they're going to have a solid team. And uh, I can't emphasize this enough. I think that they got the best quarterback in this year's draft. I'm just saying.
1: Big two, a guy. Uh, Yeah, it's it's definitely possible. Uh, I think they, they had a really good draft. I think they love playing. For uh, Brian Flores. Like that team. Brian Flores. This is going to sound like the dumbest thing ever. But should have gotten some consideration. For coaches of the year last year. Because that team was a fucking mess. And they won five games. It was the most impressive five win season. Maybe ever.
3: (laughs) That just sounds so sad. It it sounds like you were trying to give away. A participation trophy.
1: But think about how awful they looked for the first couple games of the season like they were just getting shelled like granted they played some pretty good teams but they were just getting rocked and then out of nowhere they turn it around and they, they beat some decent teams coming down the stretch I mean not like like they beat the Eagles it's nothing to scoff at I uh, they I don't know I, I I would not sit here and say that they're gonna compete for a playoff spot I mean that division could potentially be trash, so they could come out of it and I-, I think anyone could but they- i think they're going to be a tough out and i think they they, lo- they love playing for their coach uh they they have some talent i think i think you might have overblown their talent like they don't have that much talent but they're they're trending in the right direction and it is a franchise that all like feels like they're either just treading water or drowning and it feels like they're 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 swimming up.
3: There's they're swimming up.
1: <laughs> they're dolphins. <laughs> Pun intended <laughs> They're
3: swimming up. I love it. Alright. Yeah, I totally agree with you. By the way, I, I have to I have to shout out Derek on this. If Dwayne Haskins has a trash year or if he doesn't even start at this point. Uh I feel like he he owes me something. Like <laughs> me Man. and him uh last year's draft in 2019 draft uh him and I argued for like a good 10 minutes during the uh live coverage that Dwayne Haskins was not going to be a good quarterback. And uh he fully believes that Dwayne Haskins is going to be At worst, a solid quarterback, and I was like, no, no, no. You know, I think at best he would be a decent quarterback, Uh, and at worst he's gonna be basically what he is now.
1: You gotta, you gotta play him the whole year, though, man. I it'd be such a Redskins move to like bench him, (laughs) like you. you, (laughs) What do you, like, what, unless, unless they miraculously start out, like, 5-0, and and he's, he's playing awful, but they're just winning in spite of him. But, like, you're, like, looking at the roster, first of all, Alex Smith is still on the team, which is, like, comical. And, like, their backup's Kyle Allen. I mean, like, like, come on, you're gonna bench for Kyle Allen? Like, no, you, you gotta play this dude the whole year. <laughs>
3: This is kind of off-topic a little bit, but I feel like uh, a lot of our listeners will get a kick out of this. So, um, Steve, there's a lot of uh, Mexican cuisine in in, uh, New York, right?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of every cuisine in New York. Fair enough. So,
3: you've eaten some asada before, right? Yeah. So actually when, uh, one, one, uh, one Sunday afternoon I was over a friend's house we were we were cooking uh, we were barbecuing and we happened to get you know some meat from uh, I, I don't know, I think it was Stater Brothers uh, market in California. Um, <laughs> and we were reading the English version of that word and we found we've come to find out that it was called, Flap meat.
1: (laughs) That's what... (laughs) That's what a soda means? Uh,
3: Apparently, flap me. I had no idea. Um, But stay with me. There is a point to this. So, (laughs) that was the same week that Alex Smith breaks his leg and... I was like I was like oh man and then seeing that replayed over and over and over I'm like, I'm like damn this is flat meat like if you've seen his leg it was literally flapping <laughs> oh
1: it was it was so so gross
3: I was like wow that's uh oh, man that still haunts my nightmares man
1: <laughs> and just to put the the icing on the or I will say the mayo on the shit sandwich that is the Washington Redskins. Like, this is their roster of running backs. They drafted Antonio Gibson in the third round this year. Year before, they drafted Bryce Love in the fourth. Year before that, they drafted Darius Geis in the second. All these guys are still on the roster. In addition, they signed Peyton Barber. They signed J.D. McKissick. And they still have Adrian Peterson on the team. Why do you need all of these players on your roster? Like, I I know some will get cut, but it's like, why even draft a running back? Why bring in two more running backs if you think you're going to draft a running back? Like, I just, I will never understand the direction of this franchise.
3: So, first of all, the fact that they brought in Peyton Barber alone <laughs> tells me that they should be fired already. Whoever's a the GM there. They, they, he just needs to be fired at this point. Peyton Barber, are you kidding me? The, the, the Buccaneers were happy to see him go. A team with no it,
1: running backs was happy
3: to see him go. Exactly. that, And then McKissick, I guess you can use him as a fullback if you wanted to for whatever strange reason. I guess you could do that. Uh, Adrian Peterson, I, I would cling on to the guy like, he isn't ancient at this point.
1: Well, but, but it's and- like you have Adrian Peterson. Like, you know what you got at this point. Like, he's, he's like the same as Frank Gore at this point. Like, he's, he's an older running back. He's, he's, he's going to be all right. He's going to get the job done if you need him. Uh, and if you have younger running backs, maybe you keep him in there to, to coach him up and hopefully they take his job. But they have, three younger running backs now. And I know two of them are injury prone is guys in particular, but you already have two of those guys plus Peterson. And then you bring in two more guys and then draft somebody. Like it just seems like such a waste of what, what you want to be, I don't know, doing as a franchise. I I don't fucking know, man. That team is a joke. Uh, I will be shocked if they're good. <laughs>
3: Speaking of Frank Gore, you know what team he's with now, right?
1: <laughs> the, the Jets. Of course he is.
3: You know who else that the Jets just brought in, right? No, a running back? They brought in another running back. Oh, God, who? Carlos
1: Hyde. No, I think it was the Eagles. Was it the Eagles? Did the Jets sign oh, yeah, the Eagles are interested in him.
3: Oh, I thought I thought Ah oh, damn. No,
1: that would have been such a Jets move. Now nah, Eagles makes more sense. Just have a vet there. Yeah. I don't know. You're a, I, I was actually excited
3: about that. I was like, man, that that's like the dream old old like running back team right there.
1: <laughs> that, would have, that would have been incredibly silly. But I mean the the Bills signed Frank Gore when they had Lashawn McCoy. So who knows? Team, NFL teams are insane. Uh, this has somehow been a forty five minute podcast. So I mean, you got any, you got anything else you want to hit?
3: Sports come back to me. It you know I can change. I could change. You know I know I know we've had our differences in the past, but come back to me. <laughs> I love you. I love you,
1: sports. I miss you, sports uh all right well that'll do it for us we'll be back next week uh we will find topics to talk about i promise you thank you for listening to us in may uh you guys are are what's getting us through this we'll be back next week i don't really think i'm an idiot most of the time